All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast with your host, Derek Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, NHL defenseman, Luke Shen. Time to face off. Welcome back to Nasty Knuckles. What's happening, Nasty? Not too much, Rigorelia. How you feeling, buddy, after the big tournament this weekend, playing uh, <laughs> and plus adding a couple games on with uh, oh, some yeah. Flyer alumni stuff. How's the body feeling, buddy? Uh, still a little tender, man. Yeah, still recovering. Lower back, Even- groins, chest. <laughs> your, your back. Oh, Is man, your I back like broken? I my old booyah. <laughs> The old bulge disc was coming back around. So it felt like uh, I feel better today. Yes, yes, spinal and spinal. Um, tight groins, man. A little bit of everything. Yeah, I haven't uh, skated that hard for a long time. Five five games this weekend. And you know, well, at least three, three of them were a little bit higher pace than I've been used to. So, how about yeah, you? I was, you're, uh, you're, you're a young man. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty dang good, man. That's hoops yesterday and today open it up yeah of course you're open it up not a big dizzle you know no. i uh i it was a great tournament though man uh check it for charity uh yeah, a lot of fun this past weekend we had a lot of fun we were fortunate enough and honored to have uh the 
a lot of the Philadelphia Warrior guys uh, invite us to play along with our buddy Kobe Cohen and uh, Pete Zingoni. Yeah, Zingomanis. Uh, Manis still buzzing around out there. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun, though. I had fun. Got to play with you a little bit. I wish we could have stayed on the same line. It's a lot. E- it's a lot easier playing with uh with someone that can actually play. Like when you're bad, like me, I should say. You know, like the other guys are probably like, "Oh man, I'm stuck with yeah, Nas." You, you did good, man. You got uh, you got composure. You got composure oh, yeah. with the puck, man. Composure, but I didn't put one in a basket, though, man. That's the first time I played in that tournament. Didn't score. But we didn't score a, a lot of goals. No, we didn't. No, I neither did I. <laughs> we really did score a, a lot a, of goals. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty uh, good, good quality division we were in there. I mean, there were some real legitimate it was. players. And I mean, our, our our little buddy there. When you're when you're heading up against uh, Danny Breer, you know, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, what, which division are we in, man? <laughs> oh, I know. Old Danny right? B buzzing around out there, and um, it, it, the all four teams were were good though. Like that was a. I guess it was good we were put in that division. We would have been a little bit lower division, but uh, the way they did it, we did. One of the guys said, uh, "Hey, we didn't come in fifth. We came in fourth at least. There that's right. four, there were only four teams, but that's, it was I still know. fun, man. Oh yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was a good time. I, again, you know, playing a little bit of that adult league with you there, um, the pace was certainly higher. So I just yeah. you know not not quick. used to. I don't know. Your body just, you know, adapts, but I mean, you feel it. You definitely feel the next day, but yeah, it was a awesome, uh, opportunity with uh, those warrior guys. A lot of fun. A lot of emo- those guys. The boys are emotional, you know, they are. It, I mean, it got it. heated. Love, love the spirit. Um, uh, it did get heated. The, a couple of those games, man. Got, I thought we were for sure, for, for sure. Telling it up there. I know it was, it was, I, I saw you, the, the, I saw that little bit of twitch in the eye there one time. Uh, I try not to go there. I was been really, I know. really trying to just let it flow and just play. You gotta breathe, Meg. Right? You, you and Max Talbot, you're breathing, man. You gotta, yeah. you gotta breathe, boys. But you, you, you were breathing. But I was breathing. Really yeah, I was breathing some heavy because yeah. you were pissed. <laughs> back to back, oh, Max, man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess the uh, the only thing holding me back or holding the situation back from actual ha- fight happening was his his ability to say yes, and it was like I was, <laughs> yeah, wait, I was yeah. waiting for it. And if he said yes, we were fighting. It was like yeah, uh, it, look, I I actually thought you guys were gonna fight. Like I actually thought I for a second I thought so too. I was, I was looking in his eyes. He had the cage on. I was like, this guy looks like he might fight. And then and then he was like. No, what, what, mean? what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what I do? What I? Yeah. What'd you do? I, I, think, I think the original <laughs> look that I seen on his face was like the shock that I was actually calling him out on it or something. You yeah, know? but whatever. Well, it was funny because you probably didn't realize it because you were you were heated, but the puck had been dropped and play was going on, and you were like blocking him from going anywhere. So like play had gone on for like ten seconds, and everyone's watching you, and then one of their guys had the puck, and they were just kind of waiting. <laughs> You know, like, and then play started, like, everybody just started playing again. It was kind of funny without the whistle ever blowing. But anyway, it was a fun weekend, even though we didn't grab a win. Um, Playing with those guys, they're just a great group of dudes, man. Love all those guys. And I can't thank them enough for inviting us to play with them. That's for sure. All right. And overall, great weekend. (laughs) Happy we got the invite from the boys. And uh, got our sweat on, got emotional, got sore, still recovering, but all good. 
I'll tell you one thing we, we have to mention, and, and you were the one that said it was uh, obviously in hockey, everyone knows that who at any level uh, in a locker room, it's that's where, uh, man, so much fun happens in there. Just the ball busting. Those guys go to the heart. Oh, Daggers. yeah. They throw I, said, it, yeah every, I said it after the first game. Like, wow, you guys yeah. are serious. Like, De- uh, Big Dev went after someone. I can't remember who he was, he was giving it to. And then you were like, whoa, you guys are going for the heart, man. <laughs> and, you know, they were all laughing. They were like, oh, that's nothing. I'm yeah, like, that's nothing. Yeah. Well, that hurts some feelings in a National Hockey League. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, Especially today. But those day, guys yeah. are great. I, I played golf with, um, with Duff and Dev and uh, Eddie a while back. And they were just giving it to each other. I was like, this reminds me a lot of what I've been around my whole life. But uh, anyway, I was like, you said, a great weekend, honor to play with those guys. So yeah, no doubt. And just getting primed up for the big ball hockey tournament, right? We got obviously shape and get the, get the blood flowing. You get the legs moving and snapping the biscuit around. See how it is. Yeah. See, see how your back's feeling after you're running around that court. Oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. It'll be a different type of tightness. Yep. Yeah, it sure will. Maybe you can lead some yoga stretches before the, before our game. That's an absolute. Yeah. For our team. Yeah. Everybody, remember, please check it out. Please register yep. for uh, September 11th. 8 a.m. Yep. Great Malton, day. Bring your family. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, and I just want to touch on fans of Philly. Yes. A couple more dates so they much. added. Yeah. We're, we're, we're participating in at least two of the longer, longer trips there. Nashville. Now Arizona and Arizona. Um, yep. I think Buffalo they added Wait. and maybe maybe one more Seattle. So check out fans of Philly, big big partnership there. Really appreciate their support and some local stuff. Hey, we're talking some local yeah. stuff. Um, so um, look yep. out, fans boy, of Philly. Boy, yep, fans of Philly, local stuff, and then we also have uh, some news coming up in the next week with our boy Danny Moore. Down oh, in North Moore. Wildwood at Keenan's. Uh, we have something set up with them. Uh, just figuring out the exact date. It's one of two days. We'll let everybody know once it's uh, settled. But uh, can't wait to get down there with all our buddies at uh, Keenan's. Great people. Yeah. Danny Moore. He'll have that place rocking before oh, yeah. we even walk See in. Some old faces. Some South Philly. Oh, yeah. South Philly beauticians. Danny Moore. <laughs> Beautician. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, let's get rocking. Let's do it, Echoed man. Episode 37 with the man, two time back to back Stanley Cup champ, Luke Shen. Back to back, baby. Let's go. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are very lucky and fortunate to have. Back-to-back Stanley Cup winner, our main man, Mr. Luke Shen. Shenner, what is up? Are you mucking right now? And what kind of buck are you wearing? Because you should have mine on, brother. What's up, bud? You know what? Hey, I should have your bucky on. Mine, <laughs> Just mine kidding. Got, mine got a little sweaty, though. I wore that like around the dressing room and stuff. Dude. So I'm looking for another shipment. So hopefully hey, you can hook me up. I got to thank you. I, hey, I will. I, I got to give him some new colors now. We'll get into that later, but yeah. uh, I do have to thank him again. He wore my hat on stage at the Stanley Cup Finals last year. 
And I tell I when I tell you I got at least over 50 text messages with the picture and the link. And I was like almost teared up, man. I was like, yeah. oh my God, it was the greatest. I can't thank you enough for that, man. I really, really can't. That was awesome, man. Yeah, no, no. I mean, y'all have given their shipment, obviously. Uh love every, everything what you're doing right now. But yeah, no, to to answer your question uh from before, yeah, we're I'm out in Kelowna now for uh the summer. Just got back from Tampa a few weeks ago, or I guess probably about a month ago now. And um enjoying the last little bit of summer what's left here and kind of already back oh. to the grind as far as uh, skating and training and camps around the corner. So uh, it's been a crazy couple of years. The last summer, obviously, you know, we're in the bubble the whole summer. Yeah. And so, you know, didn't really have a summer last year. And then this year we come back pretty much beginning of August, you know, with the, the finals going so late this year. Yeah. So uh, it's just been like, go, 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 which, Hey, you wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's been, uh, it's been fun and uh, whirlwind and, you know, you couldn't even draw it or dream it any better than how it's worked out. So it's been, uh, it's been quite the ride. Yeah. Congratulations on on your successes there. That's awesome. Unbelievable. Couldn't be happier, man, for you. That's just, it's amazing, man. You know, when your brother was fortunate enough to win, like, God, we were just so happy. And then you get one. I'm like, this is sick. You know, like, (laughs) and then you got to throw another one at him. Now he's got to try to catch you, man. (laughs) He's got to try to get one. Because you're holding it, you you got the lead right now, but you're the older yeah. brother. You should. Yeah, I mean, hey, it would have been sweet if we would have won it together. That's for sure. We're I would have loved that because right. that means I would have been there for it. I would have loved yeah, that. <laughs> I know, but I know you know what? It's crazy how it worked out. Like obviously, you always dream of you know winning the Stanley Cup, and when Braden obviously you know went to the finals in St. Louis, uh, we went down to game five, six, and seven, and you know going to that game, game seven, it was like. I was a nervous wreck watching. I'm like, yeah, brother, right? and, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it's crazy. People always ask me, you know, if there's jealousy or anything like that, knowing that we both played in the league and it was just, I wanted him to get that thing so bad. And, you know, we got on the ice after and celebrating and hugging. It was just like the most wild, wildest moment that, you know, your, your younger brother uh, has his name on the, on the cup. And, Right after that, it was like a couple of weeks for agency came around and Tampa called. And I was, that was right after they got swept in the first round of Columbus. And I, you know, I just kind of figured like, you know, they'd be a hungry team coming back and oh, yeah. have so much talent throughout that lineup and great goaltending and coaching and the whole thing. And I was like, what, well, like, is this my chance? Like, so yeah. you know, it, it was awesome. crazy how, um, right after Braden won that I got the chance to go to Tampa. And like you said, now it's been a couple of unbelievable years, but, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was so pumped that Braden got it, but you know, right after that happened, I was like, "Hey, how do I get my name on?" <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you got you got it on there twice now, Braden yeah, boy. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that I, I I just I couldn't imagine the feeling. I wish I knew it, but uh, so happy for you anyway, man. Just unbelievable, and and the way, like you said, with this whole damn last two years with the COVID and everything, yeah the way the seasons worked out. And and now, like you said, you, you just finished, man. It has to feel like to you, it was a few days ago and now yeah. you got to turn around and get yourself prepared to get into another season. Uh, can't imagine that's easy, but I'm sure you're ready and, and, uh, and excited for it. Anyway, a new, new team, uh, just signed a two-year deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, heading back to van. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, like, I mean, obviously I've been on some teams where you lose in the past and you, you know, rather you can attest to this too. It's like when you're in one of those losing teams, everyone kind of, you know, has a tougher goal, you know, when you're older guy, free agent, you know, and obviously 
you know, especially more of a depth, like a depth guy too. It's like, well, those guys are usually more replaceable. Right. And then you get on a winning team and everyone just kind of finds their role and has their little niche on the team. And, um, you know, so many more doors open up. So it was crazy, you know, even from a couple of years ago when you're actually younger, but you're coming off, you know, a losing season from a, from a team standpoint, um, you're kind of fighting a little bit harder, I would say, to, to get that next opportunity. Right. And then you have a, a team success and everyone, everyone, you know, gets rewarded for it. Guys obviously stay, get uh, contracts and, you know, guys who uh, move on into free agency, like everyone just kind of wants that experience. So uh, like I said, it, no one can ever take that away from you. It's pretty special. And uh, yeah, just super, super lucky to be a part of that. Yeah, and it's you know it's funny you mentioned that is because it's so true and and the big rig Patty Maroon we've had him on here before. Yeah. Actually, I had the luxury of coaching him in the, with the Phantoms back in the day, but his story is very very similar as far as you know some some rough rough teams early on, some you know, lack of success, and then eventually found his groove, wins a cup, and now he's rolling on three. And you know you talk about depth depth guy, but I mean very important depth guys right I mean yeah they're replaceable but it's hard to find like you I mean you, you're kind of like the defenseman version of him I almost feel like like you're a big body that's like a glue guy that you know you know your role and you're accepting of your role and you don't think that you're something you're not at that point of your career and right and you, yeah, and you just no, roll I, with it right and you have success and you have fun and that's really what it's all about at the end of the day yeah I mean of course like you know you're not looking to go in and you know um, you're looking to just kind of be a piece of the puzzle. You're, yeah. Exactly. You kind of stay in your lane. You know what your role is. But man, oh man, Patty, I know you guys have uh, have chatted with him and stuff, and he's one of a kind. Hey, eh? like for him oh to get three God. in a row, it's just incredible. <laughs> it's but, incredible. Oh, and like, just, Co- a couple just, weeks, a couple weeks ago, Luke, he's playing in a roller hockey uh, tournament. I don't know if you saw that, but some of my buddies it, but... played against him <laughs> just right after you guys won. He's out there playing. But he just like, he's just, like you said, he's like the glue guy in the dressing room where like nothing's too serious. And then like, you know, all of a sudden you kind of need like a big moment in the game and big rigs got the puck down low in the corner for like an hour, or a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah right. Like yeah. Hour, though. <laughs> you know, he, he ch- chips in on like the game winning assists and you're like, and then on yeah. top of that, like, you know, just the day-to-day stuff and the intermission or intermissions before games. He's just uh, awesome to have around. Like you said, you need those type of guys, but. He's one of a kind. I mean, like yeah. you, you guys know him and, you know, I even like we live on uh, in Tampa, all the guys live or a lot of guys live on Davis Island, which is like a little island just to the right of downtown. And on this island, you can drive uh, go- golf carts around to each other's houses only on the island, though. And so you kind of, you know, grab a bottle of wine, you go to your teammates and you just kind of buzz around on the golf cart, you know, take your kids to each other's pools. And it's just just a great lifestyle. That's but awesome. I was getting my golf cart picked up at the end of the year. He's like, oh, are you coming back next year? And I'm like, ah, I'm not sure. This is before free agency. And uh, he goes, well, if you want, I'm doing up custom golf carts for some of the boys. And Patty Maroon just threw in a request for me. And I'm like, oh, God, like what's Patty driving around in now? So he's getting it all done up. On the, on the passenger side, he's got a big cup with the Blues logo in on it. Driver's side, two cups with the Bolts logo. And on the front, it says in bold capital letters, the big rig yeah. and underneath it says back to back to back <laughs> of course. and he's going to be buzzing around tap oh yeah yeah oh, so, like, just working it so like oh, everyone knows fuck. who he is and he i love that. i love that guy, that is man. beautiful hey if i yeah. roll with it you know why not exactly that's man. beautiful yeah, I'm not surprised that he's doing that. He is, <laughs> he is he is a beautiful human. To see to see him come from where he you know where he left off when we had him in in uh, what was Adirondack at the time, 
we essentially kicked them off the team and sent them home packing. And then this guy goes on to have success, you know, you say year after year, and then eventually, you know, squeeze in three Stanley Cups in a row. I mean, I know. Shove, it up, shove it up the organization's ass tenfold. But yeah, you know, I love to yeah. see you root for guys like that and you know, have success. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, having fun and winning. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you could write a movie about the guy, like you said. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, that's a cool thing, you know, when you win the cup, it's, guys like him and you know there's all the different sort of stories and adversities guys face and um you know everyone expects you know, your career to just be a straight out right to the top and you know you retire you go out as a champion but in reality it's you know like it's a freaking roller coaster it's like ups yeah. and downs and you find yourself in some spots where you're like how the hell am I going to get out of this but you just keep grinding and working and you know not to sound cheesy enough but you keep like you know believe it in yourself or whatever and eventually think you know it's not shoving it up anyone's ass but you want to get out of yourself and not be you know get out of that pigeonhole sort of spot that you're in sometimes so uh yeah that's the cool thing about winning is there's so many stories like that that come to the surface and uh you know that's what makes it so special yeah well talk about your version because i mean before you signed the first year in tampa i think you'd play 10 years in nhl and you found yourself maybe up and down in the american league and probably two of the biggest shitholes in the American Hockey League, Utica and and Syracuse. But then, you know, that could be that that adversity you're talking about. You know, that storyline you're talking about is like, for a lot of guys, that's, that's the end of the road, right? I'm, I'm, this is it. But then you land up signing and then winning. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, you know, it's, it's interesting how the career has gone. Like, I mean, started out like, you know, as a high pick and kind of, I feel like as a young guy in the high pick, you give benefit of the doubt a lot of the time. Like you have some good, promising moments and then sometimes you struggle but it's like well he's just young like let's just keep working with him but then it comes to a point where you know you kind of start to get if you keep struggling or you know even just not even going up living up to expectations a little bit then you kind of get written off a little bit and that's kind of you know it happened in uh in Anaheim like you said for the first time I I think I was like you said 10 years into my career and 29 years old I remember I got put on waivers for the first time and uh you know I, I I'm not going to go name names but some of some within the organization's like, well, are you really going to go to the minors? Like you're 29, you played 10 years. Like, why would you start now? Essentially, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? This and and the one person told me, I like I said, I don't need any names, but it's like, well, I think the game's probably passed you by. It's probably the end of the road. Like, you know. And I kind of looked, and I was like, first of all, I wanted to, you know, jump Drill on. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Second yeah. of all, second of all, you come home and you're like is he right like I don't know like but then you just and then I went down to San Diego for the first time and Dallas Eakins was a coach down there and he worked with me and eventually ended up getting a you know grinding back and got a trade to Vancouver and like you said uh had to start in Utica for a few games and then got to Vancouver and uh you know kind of worked my way up and then I signed in Tampa and thinking like you know I just got back to the NHL and same thing waivers out of like two games after preseason of training camp like not even enough to make a decision based on play. It was all related to salary cap. So then same thing, you, you find yourself back down there. And I'm like, at this point too, you know, I, you know, I had a three-year-old son, you know, dressed my wife was pregnant and I'm like, okay, she's in Tampa. What am I going to go to Syracuse for the year? Like, or bring her to Syracuse to get called, call back up to Tampa. Like, how is this even going to work? So right. uh, that was one thing about the organization in Tampa is um, Julian Breezewa. He's very, you know, good communicator and, you know, had some good conversations and eventually, like you said, play good, work your way up and uh, get an opportunity. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's been an interesting road for sure. And, you know, 
you have to work on a lot of things. And the, actually the, the one other blessing in disguise too, is um, when I first got traded to Utica, I actually uh, got in contact with Adam Oates and he's worked with, uh, I think he's got probably currently about 50 NHL players right now. Yeah, and uh, just totally, you know, I, I tell anyone this, like he saved my career. It's, it's the way he teaches the game and explains things and kind of got me to re sort of uh, like, I, I don't want to say like, reinvent yourself because that's not really the right word you can't just reinvent like i'd love to be a power play guy but you can't you gotta evolve right like over time yeah. the game's yeah. evolving right so changes yeah yeah exactly so there's some different things that we're able to work on and correct and like i'm still working to this point so uh that was that was huge for me too is you got to kind of find ways if if you're not getting better other guys are and um yeah i'm lucky to kind of get a second chance well it's it it's we both know you and, and I know you as a person and it doesn't surprise me at all yeah. how, what, you know, the way this story is, has gone just because of the guy you are, but uh, going back to what you just said, you know, you started Toronto, your, your fifth overall pick. Um, it's a lot of pressure on in any, in any organization, but dude, you're in Toronto. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. like the Mecca. Um did you feel that pressure or did they kind of protect you? I'm not, you know, like, I don't think we ever really talked about that. I've known you for quite a while. And, and I just, we were, we were kind of talking today. I said, that's, that's gotta be tough, man, going in there. And, and, you know, you're 18 years old and you're in Toronto. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. Of- I mean, I, it's like kind of, you, you understand it, but you don't understand it. Cause you're so young. Like, you're, like, I think I got drafted and you go up on the TSN panel or whatever, right after doing the media, I had the Jersey on for like five minutes. Yeah, and there's already a bunch of cameras in your face, and they haven't they haven't had a high pick. I want to say the last highest pick. Like now they've had higher picks since me, like Matthews and Marner and those guys. But I, I want to say the last high pick within the top five was like Wendell Clark or something like that. Like oh, it's wow. crazy. Yeah, and um, the first question is like, "Hey, the Leafs haven't won the cups in '67. Like, what are you going to do to change that?" I'm like, yeah. "I'm like, holy smokes, I got this jersey on here. Like, what do I even say to this?" I'm just like, yeah. "I'm just trying to hope to make the team one day, but." Yeah, like to answer your question, I mean, you go in there and, um, yeah, you understand there's pressure. And, you know, one time I picked up, like, the newspaper as a young guy in a rookie camp, and it was just, like, carving me. And I'm like, okay, well, I won't make this mistake again. No, don't pick paper. that. Like, so you kind of you kind of learn to live uh, almost a little bit, like, trying to uh, block things out a little bit. At, at the time, too, like, which is – like we're dating ourselves a little bit here, but there wasn't like crazy social media. Or nothing right. Like that. True. Like, That's yeah. Good stuff. point. That's a good. So point. Uh, it was like radio and, you know, newspaper and, you know, obviously everything's blowing up, but even like Twitter just kind of started getting going, but I wouldn't get on that. And, right. But yeah. The expectations are crazy. And the team, obviously we were like a water impact team every year. And so, you know, you always kind of try to take those nuts next steps, but you know, there's not like, if you're walking into Tampa, I guess, as an example, like if you're coming in as a young guy, like the pressure's not on you. It's on all the veteran, exactly. you know, guys who've been there before and you kind of get to develop at your own pace where if you go to a team like that in a market like that, things typically happen a little bit faster. But no, I remember like what, like, <laughs> Riley, I always remember like going into, like, in, into Philadelphia. I remember going into Philadelphia my first year and seeing guys like you in warm-ups. Like you got the long hair, the cold <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like 18 or whatever and who else is on the team? Like you guys were so tough at the time. Like Asher, Asher was there. yeah, yeah. Uh, Prongs was there. Prong dad, yeah. Carbon uh, would have been there. Yeah, yeah Carcelo. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, all these guys, like even Hearts, and you guys are yeah, all putting your hair up in the warm up and stuff like that. And I'm like 18, and you know, you try to play like I'm a physical defense. We can try to play like a heavy game, but I'm just like looking at you guys in warm ups. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not fucking anything. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I got to fake it. I'm like, okay, don't look at these guys the wrong way tonight because like it's pumped, right? But then you got to kind of play the role. But I'm just, yeah, I remember like you know, you, you go into situations like that, and you're like intimidated, but you can't necessarily act intimidating and all of a sudden right. the game's changed since then but yeah uh not to get off off subject here but uh man you got going into your guys's building back like i guess it would have been 13 years ago or whatever like that was i was it was a scary place to play <laughs> you think how raw you are at 18 years old i mean yeah you said like you're, you're drafted as well you know you're fifth overall and you have all these high expectations you're big body physical guy but it's a whole other animal going, you know, pros. Even if you're in the American League, there's some Weird. complete meathead, you know, yeah. tough dudes that are full full men. And, you know, it's – I can't imagine, like, coming in at 18 years old and having to, like, flex your muscle a little bit or at, at least have the ability to stand up if you had to, right? Because I, right. I, mean, I was, like, you know, a little bit further – in my twenties, but when I, you know, eventually found my way. So there was, there was that, you know, that three, four, five years of growing into more of a man than being 18. I can't even imagine, man. That's a good yeah, different. Yeah. Animal. <laughs> yeah. it's, cra- it's crazy. I like a lot of times guys will like, you know, our men's league buddies, Riles or just, just friends are talking hockey and, you know, say 18 or 19 year old kid. And they're like, Oh, say something. I'm like, the fuck were you doing in your eight? Think about when you were 18 years old. If yeah. you were out there oh, in front yeah. of 20,000 people it, with all this going on, I'm like, dude, I was chasing box around. It's college, you know, <laughs> like shooting hoops. No pressure, man. You know, I'm a freshman, you know, I'm 18. And I'm just having fun. These guys are, you know, in the big league. I mean, this is the top thing. And, and well, man, uh, how long ago was this? Aren't you still like 26 years old? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the best one I've had in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Everybody yeah. tell me I got to go with 40 now. They said you don't yeah. look 35. Uh, I, I stuck on 35 I for a while, Luke. You have uh, age at all. I mean, you just you, you have me fool, but yeah, he's got the cure, man. Are you? Holy yeah, God. No. yeah. The aging cure. Yeah. I, rem- I remember your one line you'd always say to me. I, I don't probably shouldn't repeat on the show, on the pod or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you had a couple good lines. It's all right, about your age. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay, man. It's okay. You just say, "Hey, real quick, take your head and hurry up." Say, hey, LV, what's going on, man? Say, Congrats, man. Do you listen to Buck Chetty when you work out? Do you listen to Buck Chetty when you work out? <laughs> Every time I hear that, I think of you now. <laughs> he, he, yeah, oh, he said oh, he man. thinks of us when he hears uh, Buck uh, Buck Cherry. I need, to, um, I need to tell Elvis I need a couple more videos coming my way. I haven't seen any lately. Okay, we'll get some. He had whole. Well, Riles was just talking about it earlier. <laughs> yeah, check out I, the feed this morning. I jumped on Instagram this morning and and he's doing a live. It's like thirty <laughs> minutes. I'm like rollerblades on carpet. He's rollerblading in, in the basement on carpet. I'm like, okay. Anyway, yeah. uh, sorry about and that. You wonder, guys. Where, you wonder where he gets it from? Right? <laughs> oh, he's a mess. He's a mess. He's you. He's you. He, he's a mess. I, I blame my dad. I blame my dad. That's what I okay. would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, speaking of uh, one more thing about Toronto, um, Phil Kessel, you got to pay. You got to play with the thrill. You got to have. Get, I know most of them, but you got to give us one good Phil the thrill story. I got. I got so many good stories. Like <laughs> we can do two my, shows. <laughs> like just like I remember one. T- he um, he'd come into the trainer's room every single day, and. 
he'd be like, why are we here today? Like, do they don't understand days off are good for us? And, and then like, why are we like, here? Yeah. Why are we here? Like, Phil, we had a day off yesterday. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, like rest is a weapon, all this stuff. And, <laughs> and then one time the, uh, the, the, he came in, this is like a month straight of this one time. The, uh, the trainer, like the head therapist is like, Phil, for the boys, like just come in one day. Hey boys, I feel good today. Like it would just fire the boys right up. Like put everyone in a great mood. He snaps back that series. He's like, bud, I'm telling you, bud, I don't even know what feeling good feels like. <laughs> Never felt good a day in his life. He said, we're like, oh man. Well then like, he's just like, he's just like, so like gifted, right? Like even oh he's God. strong too. Like every day was just a war for the, the uh, head like strength coach would be like, Phil, when you come in the gym, just put your runners on. Like you can't work out in shower sandals every day. Yeah. And so he'd be like, yeah, I can, but he'd take like no warm up, nothing like the 90 pound dumbbells and just start snatching them. Like he's so strong. And like, he's <laughs> a freak, wow. man. He's a freak, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, t- I always, when I talk about him, just spending time with him with USA hockey and stuff. Oh yeah. And you, you look at him. I mean, and then he gets on the ice. I mean, even though the four years you're at Toronto, he scored 30 goals every year. He scored 37 one year. Oh, I he mean, rolls on the bed and scores 30. I, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's, he's just, he's a freak. He can skate. He can shoot a hockey. I mean, he's just a, he's a but Even like, uh, I always remember, like, we'd go for dinner right before the game, and it'd be like a group of us. We had a good group, too. Like, it was like um, like Bozak and, like, Lupul and all those guys, oh, right? yeah. Fuck, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Clark MacArthur and everyone. We'd be like, you know, you have a couple glasses of wine before the game or whatever, and start telling stories but phil was always every day before the game he'd drink bloody mary's and like those things are like heavy right like yeah you can have like one or two and after that it's like okay that's how can you even bury more like with a big ribeye like you'd be, yeah right can't move after. <laughs> yeah and he would, he would have like you know i don't even know six or seven whatever but i remember like i can't remember where we were but he just told the waiter came over and he'd be like hey bud anytime this like gets like just to be a little bit to the bottom like, I don't even like asking, just just keep them coming, bud. Just keep them coming. <laughs> like, I see, you know, it's just like filling up on Bloody Marys all night. Just like classic. Oh, man. Was yeah. it, were Bloody you Mary. telling me, I can't remember if it was you telling me or uh, JBR telling me that uh, he was wherever he was in the summer. The strength coach there gave him a call and said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm flying in. I'm going to hang out with you a couple of days, check on you, see what you're doing. And, I, and he's like, What? No way, that's baloney. That. <laughs> you know, not a chance. No way, man. I'm in the summer. You know, you know, like I can't yeah, remember yeah. you were telling me that story or if it was Jamie or they were telling me and I was just crying, man. I was oh, like, man. he's a yeah, beauty, no, he's, man. He's I an all-timer. Oh, I love what a guy. career though he's had, too. Oh, it's man. amazing, hey. Unbelievable. He's even missed a game in like nine hundred. So games. durable. Yeah, <laughs> I know. yeah. Hey, you know what, Lou? I don't know if you know this. Uh the last time I was in Pittsburgh, they had this. They made this really nice, uh, really almost like you know, like a twist. The, the game Twister, where you spin yeah. the you spin the dial. They had a, a thing like that for Phil, and it said, "How will Phil feel today?" <laughs> and it had a spin, and it had all his little one liners, like you said. Why are we here? You know, and, and <laughs> yeah, the next yeah. one's like, "I'm hurting today." You know, like yeah, just yeah, all yeah. these like there's like ten different sayings, and when you're reading them, you're hearing him say it in your head. Oh, you know right. how he talks; it's so great. And I, I, I actually took a picture of the thing. I have it somewhere. It was so I could believe. I'm like, what an idea! But they, you he must not have, he must not have liked it because they, they had it in the back of the equipment room there. So, uh, but anyway, he's a special human. I just, uh, I wanted to get one story from you. 
Yeah, yeah. He's an all-timer. Yeah. It's it's wouldn't it be nice to just be that gifted? Hey, hey Riley, like oh, just, oh my god, it's it's remarkable how you'd be able to stay even stay in good enough shape for that long, but but stay stay healthy. You know, like know. stay know. somewhat healthy. I mean, what the hell? But like think how hard like you've had to work or like guys, just like the time you put in, like just to get there and stay, but like oh, my god. Just, just have it like I don't want to say giving it to you because he's producing stuff, but like just that natural ability. Like some guys just got it. Like it's oh, just man. Good for them. Lucky yeah, them. Good for them. That's it. I know. He's, he's a... There's not many guys that can do it like how he does. We've talked to a couple, uh, but, you know, I think Jake, Jake Voracek there is, is one of them. He's like, you don't – what did he say, Nasty, when we had him on? Like, Oh, like, yeah. Like, like if I, if I, if I, I stretch, feel, I'll get hurt. Yeah, you know, I stretch, like... I get hurt. Or like Marty, <laughs> Mar- Marty Broder is like the one summer he – yeah, He worked out. out. He like blow he out his biceps and yeah. stuff like that. It's like – the guys, there's not many guys that can do that, especially this day. Oh, you know? like, Jakey's hilarious too. Hey, oh, like, man. I, same thing. Like, he'd be like this. He'd come in the weight room and be like, "Oh, so tight today. Oh, I feel yeah. so sore." And be like, "Jake, why don't you get treatment?" He'd be like, "Oh, because you, you lose power. You lose power when you get treatment." And you're like, <laughs> "Oh, like how does that even make sense? Like, you can't move. Your back's so stiff. But <laughs> yeah, if you like get work sense. done, you're gonna not be able to skate. Like, how does that even make sense, Jake?" He, Lukey, the last couple of years, he started like we always did these little things and warm ups. But his his thing we started doing the last couple of years when I was with him, he would he would take a few laps and he'd come over, he'd grab the water, you know, he'd always go like shake his head like he had hair down to here, you know, like you know, like it was just long hair. He'd like shake his hair and like I would laugh, of course. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I thought it was funny every single day when he did it. Yeah. But uh, then he goes, well, that's I feel pretty fucking good i feel like i'm about 40 fucking five years old today and then some days he would be fucking feel like i'm fucking 60 you know like i'm like oh boy here we go so, but if he was if he was below 50 he was gonna have a good game yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember us one night we were having dinner uh and we we're you know having some drinks and i'm like seriously like what why don't you try to stretch like even a little bit at night you know like seriously i'll guarantee you feel better in the morning like if you start yeah, doing yeah. it you know and Riles is probably thinking what are you talking about, Nas? Because I give a shit about his yoga. But for Jakey, I'm like, literally, you know, Jakey can't touch his toes. Like, he he, he can't touch his toes. But he's so powerful, right? He goes, Nasty, if I fucking do that, I get hurt. He goes, yeah, I like to be tight. I'm faster. I have more explosive. I'm like, tools up, just goes pop. <laughs> this yeah. is so yeah. fucking knock wood, of course. I don't want that to happen to him. But uh, oh, it's so funny. And like in Philly, too, like there's always those uh, one o'clock games on Saturdays and Sundays or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And be like, just like Jake would just come, like looking at the shelf. Like, usually get up, like have a pregame meal at like eight or nine in the morning, get to the rink at 10. He's like storming in at 11, like last guy did. <laughs> yes. Hey, Jake, do you have anything for breakfast or like pregame meal? Oh, but no, no. I just, anti inflammatory banana. That's it. Anti inflammatory banana. And then he'd, he'd, he'd go have like, you know, a yeah. goal and three assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're like, how do you do this? Yeah, and then he's ripping it up again. Oh, he's amazing. That is classic. So, uh, so, uh, Toronto, there are four years, big trade this summer. You come to Philly and you get a chance to play your brother. Like, I can't imagine. Well, I got to meet you that summer before you even came because we did the thing in uh, Atlantic City. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was what, yeah, the Bauer event. So I got to meet you then. But uh, what a cool experience because I, I know your brother, you and your brother didn't really get to play together on a team so to say, uh, play together. I'm sure you practice and everything together, but, uh, you know, how excited were you for that? 
Well, you know what? It's crazy how it all worked out because dating back even like a few years before that, four, four years before that, I got drafted to Toronto. Brain got drafted to LA the next year. Um, so we went back-to-back years. But he went fifth overall. And actually, I think Toronto was trying to trade up to four or five or whatever to get Braden. So we actually thought we were going to play together potentially in Toronto. Oh, and then wow. he goes to LA. And then uh, like a year, I think he played, he was maybe under their, like in their system for a year or two, but like played maybe five or six games as like an 18 or 19 year old. Uh, he gets traded in that Richards trade, him and Simmer. Yep. And then yep. he's there, was he there a year or two years before me? I think a year, right? Yeah. Uh, you came in 20. I think he came a year, a year before me, but anyways, no, literally. Yeah. One year before. Cause he came, yeah. he was there 11, 12. You came 2012, uh, 12. Yeah. And then a year later to the day, I think I got traded pretty much, um, for JVR there, but it was weird. Cause it was at the draft when I got traded, but it was day one of the draft and Braden had lived with Claude Giroux his rookie year out in uh, Voorhees. They lived together. Yeah, and G obviously is pretty dialed in in that organization and had kind of a inside scoop that you know there's there's talks anyways of potentially happening and we thought you know on the day one of the draft and then nothing happened so I woke up the next day like hmm, guess that kind of blew over and still in Toronto and then all of a sudden get a phone call that afternoon that uh, <laughs> coming to Philly and then I remember Berkey called me he's like hey like whatever obviously they got JBR he's a hell of a player <laughs> you know he's what a career he's had too but Berkey called me he's like hey you know like we, we, uh, we didn't want to trade you or whatever, but like, you know, if there's one place I'd trade you, I wanted you to go with your brother. And I was like, whether it's true or not, like, hey, that's <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, like, you know, so I got, yeah, yeah Braden and I got to play together for, I guess it was like three and a half years in Philly. Which yeah, is it was, yeah, unbelievable. almost four. Unbelievable. Like, just the whole experience, like, obviously the games, um, itself, but just the whole experience and the lifestyle, like, you know, driving to practice together every day, like breaking down the game from the night before, like, what do you think of this or that, or dinners on the road, like with the same crew of guys and rookie parties and, you know, just that whole experience. Like that's the games are one thing, but uh, just to kind of like be in the dressing room with your brother all the time and, you know, kind of going through the ups and downs of them. It's just, you know, we were younger too. I feel like, I don't, I don't want to say we'll take it for granted, but looking back, it makes you appreciate like how special that was. Yeah. And uh, I always say this too, like playing with them, you know, like being an older brother, especially like, you know, you're kind of always looking out for him out of the corner of your eye too. And like, you want to do so good. And it's much easier playing with him than playing against him. Like he's the forward trying to score and I'm the yeah. defenseman. And, you know, we both at, try to play like a physical game. Like I don't, we both don't like playing one against one another. Cause like, it's, yeah, much, it's, it's just so much easier playing with each other right now we're yeah right. back against one another and it's just right. a totally different uh situation but yeah we're so lucky to you know have that same group of friends uh in philadelphia experience everything like i said before uh everything that goes along with it and go to you know live in the city together do dinners and go to eagles games and just all that sort of stuff it's just like you look back and some of the memories and the pictures we have and it's just like blown away like you know we we're the we we're the brothers on the team that we'd have a dad's trip every year and our dad got to come from yeah yeah that's just, right just cool yeah. like stuff like that right so uh yeah fond memories in philly and uh what a special place and uh to be able to do it with Braden, it's just you know awesome yeah, yeah. it was it was really cool <clears throat> and i just remember how excited he was and and 
you know, you guys are both such great guys too. It, it was funny, Riles. I think we'd said this to when Braden was on with us, but it's funny. Like every they come in the morning, Shannon, what's up? They're both there. Hey, what's up? You know, like, <laughs> it's every day, every day, <laughs> every single yeah. day. Like, okay, it's not funny anymore, boys. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, we Shutter. have to get and they, they both there. <laughs> yeah, Harry sharpening skates every single time, like walking through like that entrance, and yeah. you know, both probably got our head down like early in the morning or whatever. Hey, Shutter. We both look, take a step back, and say, like, "Ah, oh, got you again." And you're yeah. like, "Okay, Harry." Yeah, exactly. Day 90 of the season, like, but of course <laughs> yeah. we laugh. We laughed every time, and then you know it's yeah, it's it's hilarious. I mean, yeah, it's all uh, all good memories in Philly. We yeah. pretty uh, pretty special place to play, and, you know, and have your younger brother there with you. It's uh, dream come true. Just wish we would have won there a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we had tough years uh, those years. You're right. <clears throat> the the uh, going to LA uh, when you uh, I remember. We were getting ready to, we were all going on the road. I think we too were going many. to Venice. To many. Exactly. Where we were yeah. going. And, uh, and I came downstairs, Riggs, and Luke, he's in the hallway, and he's like, yo, man, comes give me a hug. I'm like, yeah, I'll see you in a minute. Head to the airport, bro. And he's like, uh, I just got traded. I'm like, no one even told me. Like, I'm the equipment guy. Like, I'm like, yeah. what? He goes, no, I'm, I was like, fuck, don't fuck around, Luke. He goes, no, I'm, I wouldn't joke about that. And I'm like, where? And he's like, LA. And I'm like, oh, you lucky fucker, you. <laughs> you know, going down. And I'm like, no, but are you for real? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like sad. But now I'm like, the the plane's packed, like except for the skates. So we pull the skates, you know, like we got to go unpack the the plane and everything. But going to LA, like I know you're only there for a short short time. How? What was that? Was that a good time? I mean, did you guys make the playoffs that year? I think you made the playoffs, didn't you, in LA? Yeah, well, going back to that story, actually, that's kind of like an interesting story because I found out about the trade <clears throat> sort of the night before that there was wind of it happening, but it was me and Vinny LeCavier. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, you know, Vinny's still a good buddy of mine. Like, we hung out all the time in Tampa, but he um, he obviously didn't have the best experience in Philly and kind of right. didn't play a, play a ton and, you know, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame career or whatever, and, and he just, whether it was opportunity or whatever, I mean – who knows looking back, but he, he yeah. was out, out of the lineup for a long period of time. And he always kept working, like just hopefully I get a chance. Like hopefully someone trades for me or whatever. So the night before that trade happened, I got word that, you know, it could potentially be going to LA and Vinny is part of the trade. But part of the deal was that Vinny had two years left on his deal after that year. And I think like they, LA had a bunch of cap issues going forward. And so Vinny's like, Hey, I just want to come play, get one more crack playoffs and I'm done after like I'm going to retire and left a bunch of money on the table but I think there was a bunch of like that's why you guys are waiting on the runway forever like I yeah. knew I was being traded but I think the, the league or whoever was checking into the situation basically being like well can you accept a trade like with a contingency like you're going to self like volunteer to retire after or whatever which he was going to retire anyways so Right. But I remember there was like a conference call with him and whoever else part of the Kings organization and flyers like to approve this trade. So I had been traded and Vinny had been traded, but you always got to have the trade call. And this one was taken like a really long time. Yeah. So 
it was to the point where I was like, well, maybe I'm not like, maybe I'm coming to mini now. Right. Yeah. So, you guys were yeah. sitting in your cars, right? Like you were, we were was, on the plane and you guys were sitting in the, yeah. Like that, that, fen- that fence yeah. that at the airport in Philly, like you guys were waiting there. And so Braden eventually is like, okay, I guess I got to go on the plane, which was tough. Like that was the worst part. Yeah. Like, you know, that was saying goodbye to all you boys and all the teammates and everything. But you know, knowing that you're not going to have that experience with your brother again, yeah. So he walks onto the plane and it's like you're saying goodbye to like your long lost lover. At yeah, the time. yeah. I'm sitting in the car. And finally, it's like an hour's going by and like an hour and a half. And then all of a sudden, the brain's text was like, What's going on? Like, why aren't you leaving? And I was like, I don't know if this trade's even going to go through now. And so eventually, it ended up getting get going through. You guys took off to Mini and I ended yeah. up going to LA. But that's kind of actually how that trade happened. But um, yeah, I mean, LA was awesome. Like, it was actually living wise like what else can you yeah like, yeah no, right living in uh hermosa manhattan beach and yeah we had a really good team we lo- that was actually the year we, we lost in the first round in game six or seven i think to um san jose and that's when san jose went to the finals and lost to pittsburgh yeah I, you guys were in every game it was like, like there were over it was like one goal games like every right, game right like, yeah i remember yeah. that yeah yeah okay. we had a great time and uh and, and a great team i mean and you know even you look back like that's a team that could have won a cup like you had yeah i mean your center icemen were like kopitar carter Vinny, and then you have like guys like luchik were on the team gabrick yeah right the foley pearson like for steve they traded for yeah that's yeah. right that's right yeah Gideri, like all these guys right so um you had a really good team and just kind of san jose got hot at the right time and um yeah i mean did, that's a, that's that's the thing everywhere you play it's like good memories and it's yeah. cool because you know you guys know it's like it's all about the people too like who you're yeah. around and good good guys everywhere like you can play anywhere if you're with a good group it's all fun so yeah did did uh did dino did dean lombardi call you up and and, and uh have any like funny or odd moments with you because just about everybody i know that went in there i know Braden had a great story about him christopher steve had a really good one about going up there and Dean says to him, "What? What's that dirt on your arm?" He says, "What?" He says, "It's, it's the ink, the tattoos." He's like, "Oh, what? oh, it's a bike." He's like, "Oh, you you, you ride bikes?" He goes, well, "No." He goes, "Oh, you're a pretender." You know, <laughs> Steve's like thirty seconds in. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. what, what, what's wrong with this guy?" You know. He called. He called me and Braden McNabb into his office, and I knew I knew McNabb. He's a Saskatchewan guy, so we knew each yeah. other. And he's like, "Hey." I envision you guys playing together and being like a big mean pair for us or whatever. And we're like, me and I were like on the other side of the desk from him. And we're kind of like nudging each other. Like, okay. Like, and then Dean just keeps going. And he like, kind of like unveils like through like this, like sort of, I don't know if there's like a blanket over top of it. And it's a poster of me and McNabb on it. What's that? Quint Tarantino movie. Um, <laughs> Quint Tarantino movie. Uh, Pulp, Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, but he's got us. So he's got the characters of the movie, like with their, like all their gear on. But me and McNabb's face cut out above these guys, and they're like assassinating guys and stuff. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and he's like, "This is what I want you to be." And I'm like looking at Nabber, and I'm like, "Is this?" I don't, I'm like waiting for like, "Where's the punchline?" Like, is he going to start laughing at us? Yeah. And he went on for like twenty or thirty minutes about like this is what these people do in the movie and this is how it's going to translate to you on the ice and all that stuff. And we're like looking at each other and I'm like, I get out of the office and I look at Nabra. I'm like, is he serious? He's like, yeah, this is the type of stuff. you're going to start <laughs> oh, So I was man. like, okay. But yeah. And then we ended up like, 
not even playing together. Like Daryl Sutter has a different But it was like this whole thing that I'm just like, holy smokes, that. What, yeah. what, what did you think of Daryl? Because I've we've got a million Daryl Sutter stories as well. How was he? Did I absolutely love Daryl. I mean, yeah. everyone's got different opinions and whatever, but he's like an old school Western guy. And yeah. at the end of the day, like I love and respected the fact that like he didn't give a shit who you were. It was just like you show up and work, and if you're playing like shit, like it doesn't matter. Like if the first power play unit is like you know not getting anything accomplished, but they're just not working. He'll just throw out the fourth line, like go take the net, go start the power. <laughs> yeah, play. yeah. And the yeah. guys on the bench, like, you gotta respect that. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the hell? And you're like, no, I don't give a shit. Like, but um, no. The one, the one funny story about him is like me and Vinny Lecavier always talk about this too because we came in together, new guys, guys like used to like you know the speeches and stuff. But um, I guess the year before we got there, they stayed at like the Ritz Carlton's and the Four Seasons and all the nice hotels on the road, like teams, you know, typically yeah. do. Yeah. And I guess the, the road record was just horrible. So he thought that the guys were being pampered and spoiled and all that stuff <laughs> too much. Of course. So we got the team service guy the next year to, you know, downgrade the hotels and rough it up a little, like not rough it up, but in yeah. terms of what the guys are used to. So he had everything changed, like the West End and all that sort of stuff. And the road yeah. record, of course, was incredible. So oh, that's why. <laughs> so, yeah. So we get there and, um, you know, not making any, just kind of, guys are telling us the story, right? But yeah, right. this is why we're going to foretell us here. So then in playoffs in LA, uh, just because it's a bit of a commute from Manhattan Beach to the Staples Center, they always go down just in playoffs and do morning skate at the Staples, but they spend the night before, you know, the, the, two new um, hotels yeah. right across from the room, the Ritz and stuff. LA downtown. Lock, area. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for playoffs, they moved the players back to the Ritz at like, you know, even though it was in LA night before the game, guys would get together for a meal and have meetings and do whatever. So sure enough, we lose the first game at home. Second game, we're going to the third, we're down again. And Daryl comes in, he starts snapping. He's like, Fucking knew it. Fucking Rich Carlton. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Dody, Dewey, fucking bed too soft. Bed too soft. Why are you playing soft? Why are you playing? And it's just like, and you're like in a playoff game right now. And you're like, try not to laugh, but you're like dying laughing inside. And yeah. he comes up, he leaves the room, and guys are like shaking their heads, like, yeah, we're down. But because <laughs> of the fucking Ritz Carlton Hotel. Yeah, but, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I I love Daryl. Like I thought, you know, if you give it good honest effort and compete, like there's yeah. no issues. So that's really you gotta respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Chief Chief told me a, a good story. He played for him in Calgary when Chief was playing in Calgary, obviously. And he said, oh, Yeah, I, I can't remember. You may remember from being around that area the the line with again luck conroy and there was another guy and i never can remember the other guy on that line but he says uh <clears throat> they were just having a tough night and the third period starts their first shift is just horse shit so chief's sitting beside iggy and then Con- and there's conroy like his chief's like i'm the grocery stick you know i'm just sitting there oh, yeah, yeah. and he says uh daryl leans over him he's like real calm and he puts his arms and goes hey Game's a little too tough for you guys. I want you to sit here the rest of the night. Take it easy, boys. And he said he didn't play him another minute. He played him the whole third period. He oh, said, I'm, he's like, I'm trying not to laugh because I don't want to, you know, but he, he's like looking at these two and they're like, fucking kidding me? He said, didn't put him back on the ice. He said, it's unbelievable. Oh, man. That's but why I always, 
Yeah, thinking, right, right. Yeah, it's not a joke to him. He's thinking, ah. Boosh uh, yeah. Boosh can do some good imitations of this tie done down, you know, like in his stance. <laughs> room pointing man. Spitting on the floor. Yeah, spitting on that's what he said. Spitting on the floor. Chief yeah. said they used to come in there and they'd have the music going. He's like, I was one of the first guys in the room. And you know, it's like just like four o'clock, right? And he's like, We're in there and the music's kind of loud. I'm like maybe taping my stick. He said, I don't know why, because I didn't really need one. But uh <laughs> But uh, he says, you know, I'm talking to whoever's there. And, and Daryl comes in. He's like, he just sneaks up on you. And he's like, you guys better be fucking ready. He's like, we can barely hear him because the music's so loud. And he, Chief's just like laughing. He's like, this, it's four o'clock, man. Yeah. <laughs> we just got here having a coffee. <laughs> but anyway, I always ask about Daryl just because I've heard so many uh, funny Oh, stories. yeah, he's the best. Oh, he's cool. a char- he looks like a character from the bench though too without knowing any oh, of these stories you just wonder like who the hell is this guy you know? best interviews yeah. ever too oh, oh yeah I was, that's what i was best. gonna say nope nope <laughs> would you blow this whole big question no nope. <laughs> <laughs> just look at her it looks like a cartoon he character, does look like a cartoon character. Uh, some out of the simpsons oh man you know, the following year you land up in uh, in arizona and play under talk it i mean that must have been an experience how was he as a coach well, actually, the first year I was in Arizona, uh, Tippett was the coach. Oh, and Tip, then, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Then, and then Tip ended up leaving there. And, um, you know, I don't know, something happened, I guess, behind the scenes with, I don't know, management or ownership or whatever. And then, yeah, talk came in the second year. Talk was awesome, too. Um, obviously, similar similar sort of coach as far as, like, you know, like a chief type of guy, right? Yeah, like right. When, uh, you uh, he wants, like, guys to play heavy and, and uh, you know, compete and just sort of like that old sort of flyers mentality too, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, coaches a lot, probably how we played. And um, the one thing he's, like, really good at and underrated is, like, he's re- he sometimes he like, almost, like, puts himself in a position you're like, is this guy the assistant coach or the head coach? Because he's out there, like, working with guys all the time, like, on drills like, before and after practice. Like, he's, like, the yeah. first guy out there and he's the head coach, which typically, like, a head coach is, like, Last one on, first guy off. Right. Yeah. Talks up there like running drills, and next thing you know, he's got a group of ten guys in the corner, like half an hour before practice, like working on, you know, shooting drills. And you're like, oh man, like talks like freaking. That's why guys like loved him in Pittsburgh and stuff too, right? But yeah, yeah. He kind of brought like the same sort of mentality where he didn't really give a shit if he was head or assistant. It was just like I'm going to try to make these guys better and work with the young guys. And um, so he was good. Yeah, easy guy to talk to, and uh, you know probably you know Arizona's just like it was tough back then just because you know obviously they got different ownership now and stuff but um you know it's just tough to kind of like sometimes you go into arenas and you're playing with like half the salary cap you know next to the other team and if you lose that night you know like five two you're like well you know (laughs) if you actually had that extra yeah, yeah. Money to spend on your lineup, it's like a different story sometimes. But yeah, that's probably where like you know some things in Arizona obviously have happened in the past. But you know, obviously it seems like they got it now on the right track and good ownership and stuff and GM. But uh, that's that's great, great spot to play, great living. But yeah, just from like the like the business side, that was obviously probably uh, a little bit of a change coming from a place like Philly or LA. Yeah, right, sure, right. <clears throat> I, it, it's such a great place. Like you were saying, it's such a great place to live. I feel like they put that uh, arena in the wrong area. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone you know what that. I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like you'd have way more people attending. And obviously the more you win, the more you're going to have obviously better. I mean, look at Carolina, like I'm from there and 
they, they're pretty, they've been pretty successful under uh, hot rod, uh, rod Brendamore. So right. their, their, their attendance has been good. Well, once they could get back to it. Um, but in Carolina, Luke, you know, you've played there how many times when, when their team's not that great, man. I mean, you're like counting, you're yeah. like, everybody's dressed up as red in red tonight. Cause you know, all yeah. the empty, yeah. empty seats, yeah. but uh, well, I feel like Florida too, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a shame because yeah. they built that arena in the middle of nowhere too. I mean, not the middle of nowhere, but there's no one there. You have to like, everyone's got to drive you, in to get there. But like, but like you said though, like if you put, if you put together like some winning seasons or like a like, string of games here, like people show up like in Florida now, like there's a buzz yeah. there where yes. like we played there in the first round this year with Tampa and it was like, it was, was a war fans ever. Like it was, it was insane there. Like it was crazy. And I mean, uh, yeah, if, like it just goes back. If you have results, like you said, Carolina, Arizona or whatever, like people yeah. are going to come. Yeah. It just, yep. you know, but when you, when you have some tough years year after year and, you know, it's just that it doesn't work out, especially with the re in the in the wrong location. So, yes. Speaking of that uh, Florida series, man, that that was a that was a heavy series. Like, you yeah, know, actually, I guys, mean, guys were guys were looking back like after the playoffs and be like, that was that, that one could have went either way. Like that yeah. was a, that was a tough series. Like they're big, they're skilled, um, they're fast. Like just that was a that was a grind, and they're going to be yeah. like they got even better this summer too. Like they're going to be right. really good team. So, yeah, yeah, they got some stability in there. They got, you know, Quenville in their coaching now. And yeah, they got a nice thing going there. Got some players that have really, you know, they're not young guys anymore. Barkov and Hubert on those guys that are pretty, pretty nasty players. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, Luke, um, you know, going back to when you first landed up in, in Philly, what your thoughts were having a guy like nasty floating around the locker room. (laughs) Coming right. from T.O., a little more conservative. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? I just, I I was like, okay, so much energy and so much life. Like, how long can you keep this pace up? Kept it up the entire time I was there. Oh, I was yeah. like, are you going to burn out at any time? Like, hey, Nas, what'd you get up to last night? Tells you, like, yeah, I slept like an hour and a half. Off, you know, getting the gear ready at like 5 a.m. and loading <laughs> bags or like, you know, getting guys skates going or whatever. And you're like okay, well, you must go crash hard this afternoon. Nope, you're going to go for whatever you do, run, workout, <laughs> yeah. whatever the hell you do. Just have a Red Bull, get ready to go for the game. Like, a little Redsy. <laughs> yeah, playing sewer ball with the boys. Like, it's just, yeah. when is this Like, when is this ever going to stop? And just, that was fun. That was, yeah. That was keeps fun. having more energy and keeps getting younger. I mean, you got the elixir, Nass. Why don't you share uh, it with us? Hey, man. I know. But, Nass, you work, you work your ass off, too. Like, I got to uh, tell you that. I appreciate like, you saying that, man. No, there's, you know, like in the, sometimes there's, you go to teams or organizations and you're, you like pick your spots, like with, Hey, can I go to this guy for this? Like, it might be like a little shit issue with your equipment or I really want to bother a guy, but you know, you could always go to you and you'd always, Oh yeah. 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 And you like sprint to it. Yeah. Get it done. And <laughs> come right back here, you go and you're like, just, you're the man. Ah, thanks for saying that, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, yeah, it was fun, man. I I tell you what, I had a had a good run, man. Twenty six years, long time to be That's very, long time. yeah, very very lucky, man. Never took a day of it for granted either. I'll tell you that. Um, your cup party this year, you actually got to really have one. How was it? Like, well, first of all, how was it in Tampa? It looked nuts. <laughs> so the one day it was raining, didn't stop oh, anything. Yeah. It didn't stop yeah. anything. How how was that? I mean, I guess you guys did it on boats, right? Is that really what happened? Like you had the parade like that that way? 
Yeah, well, like, so we won it last year in the bubble, the first one, and uh, we came back and we're like, well, how's this parade going to work with COVID? And I don't think yeah. they'd ever done like a boat parade for anything. And they're like, well, let's do a boat parade. You're like, well, how is this going to work? Like, what, is there going to be 40 boats floating around and the odd person on the sideline cheering you on? Like, it's (laughs) (laughs) But there was thousands of boats and, like, it was just insane. Like, there was even last year, like, there was no COVID. People are, like, out the side of, like, condos downtown and, like, office buildings, like, hanging out, like, the balconies and, like, lines deep. It was just insane. Like, people are just, I mean, it'll, you'll, you'll throw, like, or you open a bottle of champagne and like the police boats next to you, you'll spray it all over the cops in the boat. And like, they're like trying to get, you know, sip <laughs> they, they want, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, man. it was unreal. But like, and then they told us too, they're like, cause when you hoist that cup, like on, on the, like the deck of a boat, like on the tip of it, you're holding it up and showing all the people and stuff. Um, you're lifting it up and there's, you know, champagne spilled everywhere. And so it's slippery. That cup's heavy. Yeah. So like, yeah. The number one thing is like, do not drop this in the water. But they told us. Too, <laughs> like, there imagine? Was a oh my God. There was a dive team beside the boat, whoever had a cup and stuff too. So like really? if, if it ever dropped, they'd have to go down and grab it. And they, like they were prepared for all that stuff. But um, yeah, then we got to do it the next year, which was even, you know, better because the fans would expect the Bucks did it too, which like. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the box, and then yeah, we did it twice. So it's it's kind of like a thing now where you know it's the boat parade day, and people just live for it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty special to do. And um, it was better this year because we were able to have like you know more family and relatives yeah. and friends and stuff come down. So um, right. yes, yeah, what's what's Elvie popping up there? Is you got a question? Oh, dude, no. <laughs> he, he, there's you never know. I'm just cool. joking. I'm I, I, he's not running this podcast yet. Yeah. Oh, he runs his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have sent you. I think I sent you the video. I may have. I don't know if I sent it to you the other day. What he said his, his the Elvis podcast. What it was it? He was talking about hot chicks that day. That's what it, his podcast was that day. But um, there's a market for that. Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, there, there, there definitely is. There definitely <laughs> is. But uh, tricks, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Shift, shift gears a little bit. You know that they, they they're calling Tampa now the city of champions. All they had to do is bring you in, Tom Brady, and uh, the big rig, and and look what happens, man. Yeah, Tampa Bay. You know? Champa yeah, Champa Bay. Champa Bay. That's even better. Yeah. Um, but uh, getting to have a real party at home, right? Yeah. Um, that that must say. And our buddy Rosie uh, Riley brought him up earlier. Uh, good buddy of yours as well, obviously uh, out there. But uh, how was that? How was your party? Just awesome. I'm, I can only. It's a stupid question, but. Yeah, well, like it's it was actually like a two and one, like not to keep bringing up, you know, both are, but last year because right. of COVID, we didn't get to have it. Like the cup didn't cross the border, which is right. crazy. So if we actually didn't win it this year, we wouldn't have got a day with the cup, which like that's kind of like one of the best parts about it is getting right. to show all your friends and family and yeah, drink out of it. But um, yeah, it was it was incredible. Like it was everything you dreamed of. I brought it to Kelowna. We uh we had family and friends over Rosa was one of the guys. Uh, that came and, and stayed with us. And he actually just flew in for the night from Calgary. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, we, we brought it on the boat for a bit. I brought it down to uh, uh, the arena where I played junior hockey with the Kelowna Rockets. We did some, some stuff there and a bunch of people came out and, you know, took some pictures and yeah, I had a big shaker at night. It was great. And uh, yeah, I, who else would you know? Oh, Hartsy was there. He was. Oh yeah. Star. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. was he, was he first star? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's he great. Was, he was. Yeah, I, it started out because it was like strange where like there's like a lot of like former players that 
had never won it. And they're like, ah, I don't know if it's like the proper thing to do, like, you know, drink out of it. And I'm like, boys, like you're tired. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, right the tradition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's no going back now. And then guys are like a little bit hesitant. You get a couple of drinks and guys, next thing you know, guys won't put the thing, like, won't they would put it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hartsy's Hearts doing there. keg stands on the, the Stanley <laughs> right? Cup or what? Well, I, it was so funny too because, um, yeah, like earlier on in the night, he's like, ah, I don't know if we can stick around too much longer because, like, you know, Katie, his wife's pregnant, got the other yeah. two kids at home, and I don't think they had much help for like family. Like, I don't think they got family um, staying with them or, oh no, actually, sorry, his brother was in town from uh, from uh, New Brunswick or Ottawa or something like that. Okay. So he's like, hey, Katie's going to get back. She's pregnant. I got to get up, like, with, you know, my brother and his kids are in town. You know, sorry, like, if I have to bail a little early. I'm like, yeah, no, do what you want, Hartsy. It's fine. Next, next thing you know, I look over. It's like two thirty in the morning. Hartsy's just giving her stuff. <laughs> Frank, the thanks. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he was probably feeling it the next day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice to have like guys like that. That you know, you've had so many good memories with and teammates, and kind of been through that grind with. And like Hartsy, like I, I admire that guy's career, and like you know, he played yeah. how many years and games, and just so tough to play, like competitor and all that but he you know that's one guy that you'd be like i want his name on the cup like as bad as you want your own right like guys like that deserve it and um you know unfortunately you know not everyone get has that has the chance to hoist it but you know for a guy like him to to come to my party and jump right in and you know be one of the boys and celebrate just as hard like it was that's that's kind of what makes it special is you know you got all your family and friends who are unrelated to hockey, but then you get a lot of the hockey boys that come in and, you know, they're pumped up for you, which is, yeah. it's just so special. People understand kind of um, the tradition of it and, you know, what it takes to, to win it. And it's just a day to celebrate and uh, some celebrate harder than others. Yeah. yeah that's right. Right. Yeah. I, I remember uh, I went to, uh, I went up to Kenora uh, to Richie's uh, right. when, after they won their second one. And that's what I, one of the things I was going to ask you is like, I mean, he had to go everywhere all day. Like this, we were going like places. Right. Me and, and I'm like in the back seat. I'm putting the seatbelt on the Stanley Cup, and I'm like, dude, I can't touch this thing. He's like, you're not gonna win that thing in Philly. No. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fuck. Right. He's just busting my balls, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like not touching it. I never touch it. Now I'm like, damn, I should have drank out of the damn thing. He, him and Cabby, Cabby came up too uh, uh, with us, and they he was they were eating Lucky Charms out of it, and I wanted to so bad. But well, you I know never what's funny did. is, uh, so, so when Braden had it, Braden brought the Saskatoon for his cup party, um, I guess it would have been two summers before. And that was like, obviously I, I hadn't won it. And I was thinking the whole thing too, like, don't touch it. You're not going to win it or whatever, whether it's right or wrong, but like, that's just what you're always told. Right. 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 So then everyone's like, well, like drink out of it, drink out of it. So I went and grabbed, I found a straw that was like, I saw that long. picture. I saw <laughs> yeah. that picture. And I, and I ended up drinking a little champagne, but I didn't touch the bowl. I just had a little sip out of it, but I didn't yeah. touch it. And so there's pictures. And then there's pictures of uh, like, we're kind of like, like he's hoisting it. And I'm kind of like doing like the air hoist like beside him, like not yeah. actually holding it. And like, there's some cool pictures. And then you look back and now, you know, obviously brain winning it, he's picking up the cup and pouring it to me. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool to, to both, you know, both sides. Of it's it, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it ended up working cool. out. It ended up working out. Yeah. So that's, awesome. that's uh, it's, it's fun though. To, uh, that whole cup day, it's just like everything you ever dream of, but oh, man. we were actually a little bit limited though, as, as far as like you, like you were dragging it around and you said, Knorr and doing a million different things. Like 
there's still some some fairly uh, intense COVID restrictions in British Columbia right now. Um, I know it's totally different in the states and some parts of Canada, but we're still uh, we're still following some some strict guidelines. So you don't like there's some things like publicly and yeah to kind of be be very careful of. You don't want to be the guy to to be bending the rules, but at the same time. Um, Brent Seabrook, he, he came to my party too. He's uh, he's in Cologne in the summer and good buddy of mine. And obviously he'd won it three times. Yeah. And he, he told me actually he had great advice and he's like, Hey, like, I know you're trying to do like a million things and you're restricted and all that stuff because of COVID. But he goes, let me tell you, it's like kind of a blessing in disguise because he's like my first two cup parties, I brought it everywhere. So everyone could see it, everyone in the public. And like, he goes at the end of the day, like, it's like, I kind of, didn't even do anything for myself. And he goes right. third cup party. I literally just had it at my house and my, you know, it was with my kids, my family. And we just kind of had a day in the backyard and then a party at night. And he goes, that was like my best day ever. So he's like, uh-huh. you literally have no choice, but to do that for a lot of your day. So he's yeah. like, just take advantage. Like you'll love it even more. So yeah, nice to, cool. get, a, nice to get advice from a, a wily vet who's uh, yeah. three times. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so well, it makes sense, right? Doing the whole runaround thing and not really enjoying it, and just feel like you have to like keep up with the with, with the with the rest of the people you're trying to impress. But uh, right. it sounds like exactly. you had a great experience where at least all your friends and family were able to experience your success and and, and enjoy the time instead of having to be on the clock and running around and the whole bit. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. I was going to ask you, Luke, and uh, kind of getting off the hockey topic a little bit. I know when you were in. Uh, in Philly, you did some stuff with the firefighters. I know your dad's a firefighter, and I believe you you had a a charity called Luke's Troops, at least in Toronto. Are you still doing any of that stuff with the with the troops and military? Well, actually, that was yeah, like you said, that was in Toronto. And actually, it's funny because now I'm back playing. It was just easier um, to do, like actually, when I was in Canada, just being Canadian stuff with the troops. It was kind of. Well, I've always been involved in different charities, but just with the military itself, like obviously I have a great kind of respect for any military. And of course the yeah. States is incredible, but just being from Canada, I actually went over to, um, I like, it was, I'd bring a, a military member to every home game with the Leafs and like a family member and meet him after the game. And that was a cool thing about that in Toronto was uh, they'd always announce the military member who's like served overseas for a long time up on the big screen. So you could be up five, nothing, or you could be down five, nothing. And the fans would get out of their seats oh, and yeah. cheer for the military member, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went over to Kandahar um, with the Canadian military. And I was in Afghanistan for like three or four days. Oh, I actually went over there with Berkey, um, like bubbles from trailer park boys, oh, wow. a couple other like recognizable Canadians. You guys probably wouldn't, local people um but yeah that was a cool experience so then you know i got traded from toronto so it didn't really work actually joffrey lupel took over and called it loops troops oh Uh cool yeah 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 Yeah, so actually he took it over for a bit but yeah no i was thinking about doing it again now that i'm back in canada um you know just obviously being canadian and uh i guess kind of have like uh the fact that i was like in Kanahar base, like staying in their sort of dorms and kind of having that relationship. That was kind of one of the things I've been in the States ever since. So, uh, yeah. you know, you do different things for uh, charities. Like you said, the firefighters um, and Philly had a relationship with just because, you know, my dad actually he just retired at uh, the fire department in Saskatoon. He's on I was going to ask you if he's still, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. He just retired 30 years. So yeah, you, you try to do like different things. Um, obviously you guys know guys are, guys are usually pretty good about it. And uh, like, I think isn't 
G does a ton of stuff around Philly. So like he's, yeah, he's pretty he good does. about stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah, you try to help out any way you can. Hartsy was also good for it too in Philly, I remember yep. too. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of guys that give back and um, yeah, you always try to, to help out any way you can. Yeah, cool. Really, yeah, I knew you were involved in that stuff. I wasn't sure. Uh, your involvement with the military type of charities in the U.S., but Nasty and I just finished up playing in a, in a checking for charity tournament this weekend. We played with the Philadelphia Flyers, Warriors, disabled veteran hockey guys. Oh wow! Um, so awesome. yeah, so we're we're, you know, we're pretty awesome. involved with these guys, and they're they're big supporters. We're supporters of them, and I know you know the hockey guys or sports guys in general. You know, seem to be. Um, you know, seem to be on the same page as a lot of these veteran guys because there's a lot of synergies between the two, but uh, uh, mutual respect, I guess you could say. But uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. These, these guys are a blast. And we got our asses handed to us a little bit, but uh, <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> for sure. It didn't help having it. Yeah, exactly. I know. I had no business being out there, but it, it was fun. But, uh, Luke, I was going to tell you, on top of that, playing with those guys was like we were honored they asked us to play with them. Uh, we had a, a couple other buddies, Pete Zingoni. I don't know if you ever met Pete uh, Zingoni. Yeah, uh, he played I with us. Like yes. Yeah. He, for sure. he, played, he played with the Phantoms uh, for right. a bit and he, he uh, played pro for a while. And then uh, Kobe Cohen joined us as, uh, also. But uh, oh, wow. we almost had a great clip that we could have sent into hockey fights because our boy here. It's pretty hard to get him wound up these days. He just wants to play, and he almost got a little tilly. And I mean, really <laughs> close, really close. I haven't seen him what that happened? bad. Was the guy here oh the guy? yeah, he like, whacked me back, back to back shifts time. like within thirty seconds span, and he whacked His me the first time. Went. I was ready to like just two hand him right there, and I was like, Riley, just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> So then he they end up scoring, and then right off that next face off, the guy lines up and does the exact same thing. He just like tomahawks me off the face off. So I, so I'm like. I'm like, dude, I'm like, are, are you serious? serious? <laughs> He's like, walks down in the other end, and Riles not letting the guy go. He's like, staying in front of him, and everybody on the bench is like, standing. It's like, but he's like, the only, yeah, the only thing that stopped me from not fighting him is the fact that he didn't want to fight. But like, I was like, I haven't been like that since I retired. I was like, <laughs> I was just waiting for him to say yes. And then we were, we were going. It's, it's probably one of those things, hey, like, he'd look back. Oh, yeah, I gave Riley Cote a top. Yeah. 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 And then, like, oh man, yeah. I, I did not but, like, want to have to get to that point, but like, geez, I'm like, I don't know, but how dumber people were like, look at the guy, like, obviously they know who you are and like, go look at your tapes. Like he, <laughs> the guy wouldn't be able to see for two weeks. Like, what? what are you uh, thinking? Yeah. You just, you just kind of wonder what the hell, like if they're trying to impress somebody, but then like you get called out on it and then you just stand there like a jackass. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. thankful that he, we didn't, I didn't have to fight. Cause I, I really don't want to fight. I don't play in these, <laughs> these leagues or tournaments to fight, man. I just want to, want to be a skill guy, man. He's the first yeah. line. He's the first line first center. Line -er, first liner, man. You got to be on the ice. Well, if Nasty's your winger, then Frick, I hope you have oh, I They let me play. I got to play with Riles, I think, the first game, and then, then they you know, put me where I belong on a third line because yeah, we had got, three you lines. Got composure. You got composure there, uh, We had fun, though. It was, yeah, it was, it was a good, good one. I did see that picture of you on your Instagram the last year. You guys beside each other on the bench. Oh, right? yeah. I was wondering what that is, so that makes sense, but I was – I was wondering. I was like, man, like I looks like nasty in someone's gear right now. No <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? So, uh, so the the real quick that that check it for charity. It's it's huge here every year, and a lot of pros come play in it. Uh, um, Tony D'Angelo had a team, dude. He had Adam Fox. He had Joel Farabee. Uh, oh, wow. who, uh, 
Matias Samuelson. I, I'm missing like some big names. Yeah, there was right. a lot uh, of you guys. Sonny, Sonny uh, what's the kid's name from Milano? Milano? Yeah, Milano. Sonny Milano, Zegras from Anaheim, uh, the U.S. kid, and they had some other guys. Tony Vos was unbelievable. He was he was the old guy. He's you know Tony's forty now, I think. And he oh, played wow. for the Phantoms, but he like he didn't look out of place at all. He played really well. They beat Johnny Gaudreau's team. Um, Johnny's team went, was not as stacked as normal, but uh, he had the Robinson brothers that both play in the league. They're from here. That uh, uh, that Ross Colton who plays in Philly is from out there. He says he trains at like the skate zone. Or skate he played zone. in it. He played in it. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, he, he was, was on D'Angelo's team. Yeah, he's, he's another guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, we always talk about like Philly, and he obviously. I don't know, he's somewhere by uh he's on the shore somewhere, I think he lives, but he always he always drives up to train in Philly or in like Voorhees or whatever too. So yeah. we always have lots of conversations about that. So he's a yeah. good guy. Yeah, he's he uh, I didn't get to talk with him, but uh it was an actually entertaining uh final game and boys are buzzing around. It gets pretty competitive. You know, it starts out it's a charity thing, but you oh, know yeah. no one likes to lose, man. No, and no it, it just takes one little whack and then it turns into two whacks and then you know, yeah, but uh it's a great tournament. Um, you get to choose your charity after, you know, like, uh, the, the yeah, that's awesome. so it's, it's, it was sure. really cool, but, uh, I Riggs almost got it, got in a till eight of it. His first one in about what, 11 years, Riggs. Yeah. <laughs> been a long time. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that's probably one thing that you haven't lost is being able to chuck those bombs around. Well, he's, 40, he's 40 pounds lighter. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, one yeah, thing. 40 pounds lighter. And what did I'm you a, play I'm, a, I'm a yogi now, play? Luke, man. I'm just trying to breathe and feel good. <laughs> I don't need this tension. And my, my how, how big were you like, when you played, though? Pardon me? Like, how big were you when you played? Oh, you I mean, I think the heaviest I was 220. 215, 220 was the heavier, heavier part of my career. I'm oh, a really? buck, buck 80 now. Are you really? Yeah. Lean wow. buck 80, though. He's lean. No, I know. I know. I, <laughs> I, I remember just... talking about nutrition and stuff when you were, you know, working with the team back then about what you're into and stuff and you were you were even like leaning out that was whatever probably eight nine years ago yeah yeah i was leaning out there for sure and I, i've even like you know take it to another dimension or two since then because i just find that i don't need to carry around the extra weight and I, I find i get more energy around you know intermittent fasting and you know realizing that you don't really need a whole lot yeah uh, and all i really care about is waking up in the morning feeling good you know what i mean like no inflammation i feel like you know I feel like yeah. I'm 20 years old, like before I even started fighting, you know, for, for a living. So my body's in great shape. Yeah, it's really, no, I know, all I, I know care about personally. Care yourself, that's for sure. So yeah, once I retired, I started to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nasty knows my old habits of eating, you know, pretzels we, and Mountain Dew before yeah. games, swashing down some Sudafeds and whatever else. I I, I, Lukey, I, I always say like, we lived together one summer for a while and, and, uh, you know, we were, getting after it a little bit you know like having fun and and just a little we, we yeah just a, just a little bit but uh whenever we were heading out he'd be like okay just let's don't stop at burger king tonight because that was like right near my house i'm like uh, yeah okay of course but well hey it's open all night you know 24 hours 2 33 a.m stop two two big what do they have there Whopper the with whoppers cheese is, whoppers with yeah. cheese fries <laughs> shakes he's just fucking we had him good i'm like five minutes from there and it's all gone by the time you get to the crib oh, <laughs> he's God. out but yeah no i don't you probably haven't had a big mac since then or no, a, a whopper not. whatever the hell it's called yeah. this guy eats like he's like a bird man yeah well you gotta take care of your, take care of the temple you got that's it right. yeah that's right man that's yeah, right man. So. Coolio. Well, I know you got uh, big plans tonight, there, Luke. You got uh, the Hartnells coming over for dinner. Is that the is that the plan? Yeah, 
Yeah, I got to get downstairs here and start uh, dicing up some stuff or old stuff. <laughs> yeah, what's on the menu? What are you, what are you grilling out? Tonight, so Heartsies, yeah. I got a little Wagyu. Got a little Wagyu going? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we stick to the old uh, Alberta beef or uh, yeah, let's put the Westerners around here. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, yeah, like I told you guys earlier, um, Heartsies heading back your way, I think, in a week. Yeah. So. He's a good buddy. He just lives down the lake from us. And, um, you know, now actually it's funny how times have changed. You know, he's got two young kids around my kid's age. So the kids actually play together. And oh, that's awesome. You know, awesome we, have, we have, we have a couple glasses of wine early and they probably take off early to get the kids to bed. So it's not the late night shifts like it used to be, but it's still <laughs> right. good to get together and, uh, you know, catch up. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, tell Hartsy so, we said, what's up, man. We appreciate you hopping on, man. I, I know you got, uh, a lot of things in your plate and getting ready for the season and all that stuff. So we yeah. appreciate you carving up the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm honored. I was, I was actually waiting for, uh, for the call for a while here. Nasty messaged me a couple months ago for a Braden story. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even, I, I'm like, well, does this mean I don't get to come on? Like, what, <laughs> we're letting you play well, in we the knew zone. You were yeah, busy, yeah, we're like, it's not bother this guy until he I wins. Know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. We, I, like I said, I listen to you guys and, you know, half the guys, you know, you guys have had on there. Like, I know you had just had on Big Grossy and stuff like that. Like, I'm yeah. listening to all those. Like, it's just cool to, you know, through you guys, I'm actually getting, like, stories of uh, guys I used to play with, which is awesome. It's yeah. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's no that's one right. ever really remembers the guy as a player, the plays he made. It's just, like, what kind of guy was he? And give us some stories. And, like, yeah, that's, right. so true. that's what that's what it's all about. Like, you know, I, that's I always tell people that is, like, you know, you don't you don't remember the games or like the crazy plays, but you remember that at dinner that night the story was told, or this night at you know this rookie dinner, and that's all the game is. That's yeah, that's, yeah, it's so true. It's true, man. So, but yeah, no, I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, we yeah. we really do appreciate it. We know you've been can't even imagine how swamped your you know it's been for you, but we we do appreciate you and love you, man, and thank you so much for uh, joining us, buddy. Yeah, thanks. No, go take Elvin Hawking. She said he's got a five o'clock tilt tonight, or? Uh, he did. He just looked at me and goes, hockey practice. <laughs> yeah, you better get going. Get going. Oh, uh, we, we ain't going to make it now. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll take him to the roller hockey well, rink. Yeah, and right. I'll fire hockey. some balls off his head. He'll be <laughs> All fine. Right. Okay, guys. Well, I appreciate All right, it. brother. All thanks, right, man. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks, All guys. Right, this year, maybe. All right. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. See you, boys. See ya. That episode was brought to you by SettlemeyerSkateSharpening.com. For all your hockey needs, the best skate sharpening in town, check out Nasty at SettlemeyerSkateSharpening.com. And Body Check Wellness for all your hemp-derived cannabinoid nutrition needs. Check out BodyCheckWellness.com. Big thanks to Luke Shen. What a humble, awesome dude. Amazing success, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, especially. Reconnect. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, you played, what, 12, 13 years in the NHL, and you win two cups towards the end of your, your, end of your career, man? He's still got some that, time, yeah, I he's think. He's got some he's time. 31 oh, yeah. years old. So. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Say, um, towards the end of your career, I guess. he's forget he's been in the league for, what, 13, 14 it's, years? Or it's, it's amazing, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, that's an unbelievable run. And he's, yeah. he's a, you know, they, you look and he's, wow, he's only 31. I mean, yeah, I know that's – some people think that's old in hockey years. I guess it just depends on the guy, but uh, he's like, you know, like we talked about with him, he, he plays within himself. You know, he, he, he accepts his role and 
guy like that could play a little bit longer than some other guys, you know, that's willing to accept 100%. the role and, and, uh, you know, he makes the game easier. He settles it down. And, um, he's also a guy that sticks up for his teammates that, uh, we didn't talk about that too much, but he's definitely willing to do that. And, yeah. um, he's definitely yeah. a locker room, uh, guy. He's one of the favorites, um, in every room he's been in from what I've heard and yep. uh, what I was able to see. So yeah, great dude, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't so agree happy. with you more on what, on what you were saying there because I think uh, he he's uh, he's valuable because he's a good veteran. You know, he's got leadership skills. He knows what he is. He knows his lane. He needs to stay in, and you know, and he and he's a, and he's affordable. And you know what you can get out of him. He's durable. He takes care of himself. I think he's a good guy to have around the locker room. Um, you know, I think that it's challenging for guys in his situation since he talked about it. He's such a high pick. And there's a lot yeah. of pressure on being like this certain level of high pick status that, you know what I mean? You, you never kind of find yourself, but I think clearly he's, he's found, you know, what he needs to do to stay in the league and, and get contracts and, you know, winners sign contracts and winners keep going as long as he stays healthy, which I think, you know, is somewhat in his control, you know, since he's yeah. takes care of himself and the whole bit and he's a pro. So not, nothing, sure but, uh, nothing but, nothing uh, but happy for him and, you know, grateful for his success because he stuck with it. You know, we talked about the minor leagues there too. You know, he yeah, he man. a couple of shitty places there. You know, he, he, especially yeah, later really. in your career is not the start of your career where you're just kind of like right. accepting of this. Um, you know, you said he had a kid, he's married, the whole bit. Like that's challenging times. Um, even though it's a first world problem, you know, in the NHL. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's the guy's career and his livelihood. So. Nice to reconnect with him. The humble, humble uh, guys. You know, I really like the Shenners. God, oh, man. Good, Great guys. Wholesome Canadian boys. Yeah. Good, good old boys. Just most, it's so funny. They're just the most polite guys, too. You know, you, you just tell the way they were brought up because even if, even when either one of them are pissed off about something, they still were like so polite with the way they asked <laughs> yeah. for something or, you know, they're just fuming. And it's like, tell, you know, towel, give it to them. Thank you. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, right. you don't have to thank me right now. I know you're pissed yeah. off, buddy, but they, they're just such good, good people. Yeah. Uh, come from a great family, you know, met their, their family, sister and mom and dad and everything. And, uh, just great guys. So yep. like you said, could be happier for both of them raising that cup up. Now Luke's got the lead. See what, uh, Braden can do there in St. Louis. See if he can get another one. Exactly. But, uh, well, thanks Luke. Appreciate you hopping on. That wraps up episode 37. Until next week, check us out for episode 38. We got some some interesting characters hopping on NAS. We got a few recordings this week, so uh, stay tuned. Until then, stay safe. Have a little fun, knuckleheads. See you, knuckleheads. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.